You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to Series 8, Episode 30 of um, the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, two joins um, on tonight. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get anyone else on, but um, so you just need to um, suffer to Aberdeen fans talking about last night's game. How are you doing, John? Well, I'm hoping this will be like a cathartic experience um, in terms of talking about it, because I... Right, you're going to have to enlighten me. Um, what does cathartic mean? Cathartic, it's kind of like you're, obviously you're exercising your demons or you're, you're loving the experience, but it's therapeutic almost. Mm-hmm. Um so, aye, it's kind of like that. Did um, Jim Trainer teach you that word? Because it seems to be well, no, I might not even use it. See, when I was studying, I used it. I remember using it, and actually, I might not even use it in the right context there. But it just sounds good as well. Aye. it's no, <laughs> it's no like quite incompetent. Even concoct, I can't even fucking say it. Oh, there's a swear word already. Oh dear, Jeez, I think I don't think I swore. Aye. I think if we've had two episodes out, it's, it's kind of like a cleansing process. Mm-hmm. So I actually have used it kind of correctly. Aye. It's got many meanings, but yeah, I'm hoping it's a cathartic experience. I don't know if it will. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, well, I, take, I, I don't take the weeks well. Yeah, well, we'll sit, there's your podcast title right away, so thanks for getting that out of the way. Um, but, what, yeah. the cathartic? Yes. Not to be much of a Catholic. Catholic, <laughs> it's a Catholic experience. Yeah, we better just clear that up. I'm putting bother last week for saying that Celtic were a bigger Irish team than Bohemians, which was in jest. That's found it funny. He's a Celtic fan, so yeah, you're certainly touching the um, the lines at the moment <laughs> with some of your stuff. But hey ho, as long as you know what side of the line to stay on. Um, but yeah, we'll get right to the the game last night. Now, unfortunately, well, fortunately, uh, booked it. Not realising that Aberdeen Rangers were on, so my idea was to stop that. You know, was to switch off my phone, avoid everything, avoid social media, avoid the game until I watched sports scene just after midnight. Had my dinner; it was lovely. And then I, then I went into the bar, not thinking that hotel had the football on. Didn't seem that key. kind of hotel. Seemed Hydro very nice, by the way. And so, um, <laughs> that plug. We try and get sponsored. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be a good sponsor. I would, so, it's, I would take that. Yeah, absolutely. Something like the Simo Hydro and the, their chain would be very nice, and maybe they'll. We could put it. that in the title. We could put that in the podcast title. What the cathartic, cathartic Seamill experience, or Seamill's cathartic well, possibly experience? Possibly, I'm pretty sure your experience was cathartic in terms of some kind of cleansing as well, but. Uh... <laughs> 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 Right, there's a chat we will not get into, right? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. That's usually Chris that does that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, I should say as well, I'm on the rum, but I've only, I've only, this is the first rum. But, aye, when I've had a, aye, the, the mouth sometimes wanders should... when you've got the rum. And you, you know, oh, I, I, no, that, I wasn't meaning that way. How were you, how were you on the rum last night? <laughs> Um, no, not the rum. I was on other things. But... <laughs> what were you on? No, I'm not telling you. <laughs> nah. No, no, it was that. Um, no, I had a couple of beers. That was it. Nothing big. Good beers. What beers have they got? 
Um, it was just a couple of Peronis. But uh, Peronis are Yeah. My, my local, uh, last night, they used to be, well, one of the locals, the place I watched the game in last night, um, they used to always be, it would just be bottles of Bud, bottles of Miller, like it was like 1990s, <laughs> or your pints were tenants or Carlin, but last night, they had a couple, they had Heverly, uh, I never had that one, uh, but they had Minabri, which is a pint I like, I've had it a few times in Glasgow, Italian beer, very good. So that, that was maybe the highlight of the night. Discovering that they'd actually managed to get into the 21st century and got some alternative beers in. Um, but aye. Very nice. Well, I hope the, the beers went down um, pretty well last night and hopefully. Let's just talk about Maybe we should just talk about this. Just talk about what we did last night apart from the actual football. Yeah. That might be a better podcast for everyone. Aye. Well. Unfortunately, Rangers fans will be happy with uh, last night's result. I mean, that's that's the thing that spoiled last night for a few minutes was walking into the bar and seeing that Stephen Gerrard was celebrating with Rangers fans. I thought, right, that's giving the score away and not the way I like it. And I think that's what made yeah, it worse. Right. I was trying to avoid the score, but then to find to find out that they'd won just made it worse. But yeah, well, I, I seen you, <laughs> I seen you message or set, put something up on Twitter, and I was te- half tempted to send you a message and say, don't bother mm-hmm. saving. But I know some people like to. Yeah. watch back the game regardless like one of my mates um, we've got a, a thing going whereby I know not to ever text him straight after the game because if he's not at the game I know that he'll watch it delayed so I always make sure to say have you watched the game mm-hmm. or are you still to watch so that I don't give anything away mm-hmm. it's a bit like when you go on red TV and it says do you want to, know this, do you want, do you want to avoid the score <laughs> um, how he does it I don't know because that, I would struggle um, to yeah. avoid it probably because I'm on my phone too much but mm-hmm. Or you would get a bloody mate, a so-called mate, texting you and saying, oh, he's lost. Mm-hmm. Just Rangers fans, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was weird not having my, my phone in my pocket because it's so um, tempting to get it get out half the time. Um, but it was actually... <laughs> 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 uh, you, your mind is just going into overdrive. <laughs> yeah, no. Because when I said about the rum, you, your mind went somewhere else as well. About Oh, no, when I said my mouth wanders. Um, so don't 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 lay all on me. <laughs> oh no, you're getting all the blame for this. We um, both we both know that you're the the filthy of the two. Oh, oh, <laughs> so of the two, the, John. The other, week, the other week it was brother John and Dalek John. Tonight I'm filthy John. <laughs> what yeah. what John are you then tonight? <sighs> good John. Good John. Aye. John. Aye, okay. <laughs> um. Right, so Is back that to the, the title tonight. Good John, filthy John. No, no, we're still going with the um, cathartic experience. Sea milk cathartic, cathartic experience. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Folk will be like, what the? Aye. I think they probably are most weeks at our podcast titles. I always think the the more alternative ones like that get people a bit more interested and intrigued. Yeah. Well, we have to stay away from um, any Rangers related ones in case people think we've got an agenda against them. Um, but we actually don't have an anti-Rangers agenda. We just don't want to win games, especially when they're playing our team. So it's nothing more than pure football rivalry for us. Aye. It's weird. Like, every Aberdeen game this season, my mate, it's a Rangers fan, has been messaging me in days days up to the game, build up, and we're going to do this to you, we're going to do that to you. I'd heard nothing from them at all until about maybe 10 minutes before the game last night. Which I was... Because I think he was actually thinking we are going to do them or we are going to get us out because of how the seasons went because um, it, it basically early in the season when we've beaten him or whatever he's been getting all sorts of pictures from me about Aberdeen like he's McInnes Shinny just whoever the are you raging McInnes 
Well, mm-hmm. it's fair, because he's had so many photos with me. His photo must be full of Aberdeen photos. Uh, his phone, yeah. sorry. Um, but actually, last night, yeah, he mentioned me just before the game, and we had a bit of a chat about it, but actually it was quite a, reasoned, a reasonable discussion. We never fell out, which we generally do if there's an injured Aberdeen game. Um, and generally, and I've found this a fair bit online, actually, there's been a lot of agreement in terms of most of the decisions that were made. Mm-hmm. And the actual game itself, because I think aside from being a fan um, of Aberdeen or Rangers, there's no argument the game was a great advert for Scottish football. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I think when something like that happens, you can almost be not accepting of a result, but a bit more kind of mm-hmm. a bit more accepting because there's been that kind of great game. You want to win, obviously. But I think there is this almost maybe a there's a bit more understanding that yeah there's not much between Aberdeen Rangers and I think Rangers fans realise that as well. Much as there is all the chat about oh we're going to win the title as a title race, I I think generally you'll speak to most Rangers fans they'll still most of them would say Celtic or win the league and yeah. you'll maybe get the most ardent ones that'll say yeah yeah we are going to win the league. And, hey, it's six points difference and all that, but I just think Celtic are still much superior. Mm-hmm. in terms of quality um, and I think that comes down to just the style of football that they can play Celtic I think can win in different ways yeah uh, and the, just the, player, the players they have we'll go on to Celtic a wee bit later as well but mm-hmm. and it's a bit like us I, I think maybe in your, your your faintest of hope you maybe wish we could be in a title race and I think now you, you've got to say it's a, probably a wee bit too much to ask I think it's a bit too, probably a bit too much to ask in a way anyway but does. Mm-hmm. Certainly between Aberdeen and Rangers, there's, there's not much between the teams, and that's been shown all season mm-hmm. um, in the games. Yeah, I mean, I think an 11-point gap is going to be, a, um, which is what we've fallen behind, is going to be hard to make up. And I think even a five-point over Rangers is going to be difficult, although not impossible to overturn for second place. Um, so um, I think that's how much last night um, was damaging. But you're absolutely right in um, everything you say there. You know, it was, a, for what I obviously saw the highlights in sports scene, it was a good... Um, advert for Scottish football undoubtedly um, and I think when I read most of what um, our fellow fans say, most of the frustration was not so much at, um, at Rangers players but just about the tactics that we deployed because I, I, I saw the team news before I switched my, my phone off and I worried at um, the fact that um, it just looked like a lot of defenders on the part and we were changing a formation and it looked like the players yeah. were confused because the two things in the two Aberdeen Rangers games this season um, where we've won We've played a preferred four two three one formation. Um it's been by hook or by crew. I mean the League Cup semi final, um, we were a little bit lucky. We were definitely deserved to win at Ibrox from what I saw. But we played our way, um, and it was effective. Not the most stealthy yeah. football, but it was an effective way to win. But last night we changed it. Um I think Shay Logan looked um looked lost being a man marker and it was from that side that we lost the first goal because obviously Morella shifted in that position but I'm not going to put all the blame in Shea Logan because there's a few things because I think Jola should do better with this, the shot and I think McKenna's not alert enough to the rebound but yeah. take nothing away from Morella he still finishes it well um, I, 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 yeah I mean I think at the start of the game or not the start of the game before the game and you see the line up you're kind of looking at it and you're going what formation are we playing tonight and even actually in the first half watching the game Mm-hmm. I'm still not quite sure what the formation was. Where we three at the back, where we four at the back, what what was going on? And obviously the the cup semi final whereby we did really well defensively. We had both our full well full backs as such 
marking the wingers whereas I only really saw that on Logan's side with Kent mm-hmm. or maybe we just did a really good job of keeping Candias quiet because Candias gives me the fear every time we play Rangers mm-hmm. and I hear Rangers fans say that he's not that great he's inconsistent I've seen other fans other clubs mention Candias I think Candias when he's on his game and yeah. I suppose we're not going to see him as much as what Rangers fans do he's given us so many problems uh, with Tavani and him so I think that was part of the reason why we played Matt Slow as I think it was a, a wing back but also I don't know was it left mid because generally in the first half I wasn't sure whether we were three at the back or four at the back but I think as well our system evolves through a game anyway and I think formations do we've touched on that before yeah. but I think by doing that and having low well, kind of in front of Considine that takes away the best of Lowe's game mm-hmm. because Lowe wants to overlap and get, and that's where our strength has been because we'll have maybe a wide player that's right footed or, or even left footed it, it just gives that option whereby it puts def- doubt in the defenders is Low going to go wide are they going to give them the ball in the overlap or hmm. are they going to go inside and I don't think we did that well enough whereas you look at Rangers and you look at Brian Kent last night he, he was a difference for me I, I know Manella scored two goals hmm. but we just could not cope with Ryan Kent in the first half yeah, and you get yeah, what's that? I heard he get man a match who? Brian Kent I would say probably deservedly so um, but I yeah, Logan's certainly at fault at certain times, but I do think as well at times, you know he's you know that Kent's going to cut inside, right? Because he's really good at it. At that point, then you've got to have someone also not not doubling up as such, but you've got to have someone inside that's aware that he's going to do that. But we got overrunning. I thought we got overrunning midfield in the first half because yeah. they had the extra man in midfield, and it wasn't as if they had a number ten. They had Jack, they had Arfield, and they had McCrory. So they are McCrory and Jack certainly are both. Well, say, say Jack's more physical now than what he was, but he's certainly not attacking midfielder. Arfield, I can be attacking, but I would still say Arfield's more of a central midfielder. And I thought at times in the first half that we really struggled because the formation changed from Saturday. And I think against Rangers, you want Stevie May to play because mm-hmm. the one thing Stevie May will do, and we've tried it before, is work rate and all that, but Stevie May will also will work back and will help yeah. out the midfield. Greg Stewart, as much as he's great attacking and all that, that, that's not his game. He's not going to really help out in going back the way. And Greg Stewart pretty much had a free roll last night, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, second half, it was totally different. But first half, I just thought we left ourselves too much to do in the middle of the park. And also as well, I, I don't, I generally don't know if even the players knew quite what the shape was. Yeah, I would... I would but that's because maybe Rangers were clever in terms of how they played their system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... No, that's uh, definitely a fair point. I mean, we asked the question um, on Twitter before the game, um, what would the outcome be? Um, I think this speaks a lot for our audience figures, but 58% said Aberdeen win and 15% said Rangers. Um, but, I mean, go back to the Maxwell thing. I mean, in those two, in that League Cup semi-final especially, he played a defensive-minded um, left-back role and he was superb in that game. That's probably kicked yep. on his Aberdeen career. But yep. he also had Naomi again in front of him tracking Tavernier. And yes. that's the thing that always gets me when we put, when the, um, last season we played Rangers. We didn't... Um, we let Tavernier have a free reign on the right-hand side and we speak constantly about how good Tavernier is going forward but defensively he's yeah. a bit suspect. McGinn kept him quiet those last two games. Yep. Was it so much a threat to the attacking um, side? Mm-hmm. But... Back the way he certainly kept uh, Tavernier occupied. Whereas last night it was just low against the two of them, and Tavernier got more yep. of a joy. Definitely, I, 
Yeah, I mean, if you look back to Saturday, um, and I mentioned about the game, we, we managed to pin Gray and Stevenson back. They actually, they hardly had any impact at all, which gave them no width at all. Mm-hmm. And last night, yeah, Tavernier was again just playing like how he wants to because mm-hmm. Lowe's not naturally high up the pitch defending normally. I, I don't think he's a win-back. I think he's a full-back. I know he's really good attacking. But he's, he is, he's very good defensively as well. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it showed when he played against James Forrest. James Forrest got hardly any change out of him. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, actually, on that side, I thought we, we coped quite well last night, but we didn't get the best of him as an attacking threat. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been a big part of our game since the start of December. Yeah. Um, right, Kai Stevens better defensively now than what he was, but still, he's... He, he's... There just seemed to be a bit of imbalance about the forward, team. But I just think, what's that? There just seemed to be a bit of imbalance about the team. Yeah, like, I thought so. Yeah. Um, that and that was um, part part of the problem because you get Logan and Mackay Stevens one side, but Mackay Stevens not always tracking back as you say. It was just seemed to be just uh, low on the other side, and Stuart, she said, had a free reign, but um, it just didn't help. It just looked a bit imbalanced, and as, as you mentioned, we went um, down to ten men. It was just a case of four four one, and um, we had a bit more of a go and got more joy, um, but didn't do enough to get that equaliser. But, um, yeah, we're, but, far better, we're a far better team, I think, when we're when expansive, when we're attacking, mm-hmm. we go for it. Yeah, we, we, I think we can win different ways, but I I just don't know what the first half was all about. With our second half, mm-hmm. far different in terms of performance. Yeah. And actually, at the end, it was like I think we had one centre back on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye. Um, that sounds like a throwback to Wait, Jimmy Caldwood days. What's that? <laughs> that sounds aye, like a throwback well, to Jimmy Caldwood days. I mean, the two four four. Um, we, we definitely got in us in terms of attacking today, but I, I do think I think Stevie was a massive loss last night, not playing him, because yeah. um, I just think he would have. If that first half wouldn't have been like that, mm-hmm. but aside from that, yeah, Ken definitely the difference. I mean. Too much space in midfield because we sat too deep. Brian Jack breaking forward. Obviously giving the ball to Ken. Ken should be stopped, not just from Logan. Someone else could have put a fin. That's where you, you maybe were probably sitting a bit too deep at that point, I think. I mean, we had maybe about six players on the 18-yard line, whereas you maybe need someone to, to press the ball at that point. You see it all the time with teams, though. So it must be a thing that, that teams are told, like, just... Stay back, make the but the box is compact. But when it's someone with Kent's ability, um, mm-hmm. someone's got to at least put a challenge in. Yeah, Ferguson almost getting a challenge up, but that, that's not good enough. It needs no. to be stopped before that. And even at the, you could say the angle. Yeah, we've worked him to an awkward angle, but no, shouldn't be letting him inside. Shot away. And I know, I, I've not seen, I've not seen any other angles apart from. I think I've only seen the kind of face on angle of Kent shot, and obviously oh. Lewis. Puts it in a strange position, but I, it must um, the ball must move a fair bit because Lewis generally a, a keeper's not going to try and put the ball there. He's, he's probably I think Kent's had it with such power that mm-hmm. Lewis maybe hasn't had an option where else he can put it. Yeah, maybe. No, because yeah. the, the, it was touched on in sports scene as well that probably the fact we in a position, Logan would usually be the one who would hit the back post to maybe be in there to mm-hmm. maybe clear it. Um, yeah, Ellis does what he does best. I mean, that's the first time he's really caused us any problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... He, Season. Yeah, he, he certainly took his second goal well, although I think Scott McKenna should be closing him down much quicker. Um, 
And I think the, the selection of Scott McKenna, I think he was rushed straight back into the team after being out for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And, you know, I kind of, and that just, I mean, I'll, um, a friend Aldo touched on it a couple of weeks ago that McKenna seems to um, put players straight back in um, too quickly, whereas Steve Clark will make players wait their turn. And maybe what we should have done with McKenna was, you know, not start him last night and go with a, a more tried and t- um, tested 4 2 3 1 or 4 4 2. Yeah. And keep I think the same team that started Saturday. I would that, that's what I would have done. And it, much as even Wilson, I think Wilson probably uh, mm-hmm. could have had a, a case for starting last night. The way he performed off the bench against Sibs. Yeah, one I, of the I would two. I've the same team in Saturday. It's, it's maybe, it's maybe in hindsight, it's easy to say because mm-hmm. McKinnis has had Gerard's number this season. So I, I think. Yeah. But then I think he's probably been caught in two minds as well about our recent form and how good we've been in mm-hmm. trying to get forward as well. Yeah. I, I do think certainly in the midfield, then I like us playing four four two or four whatever we're playing. But I do think sometimes. If you you know you're going against a team that's got three in midfield, mm-hmm. and a good team, one of the better teams, you probably need to match up with you, or at least have someone that's going to help out in the midfield. Yeah, when that just didn't happen. But the game itself, where do we start in terms of points? I mean, yeah, Morelos finishes great. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, else? Well, yeah. is some of the tactics and. If you want to talk about how McKenna's in Manila's head this season, mm-hmm. that probably comes back later on in terms of what happened to the red cards. But yeah, Manila showed, apart from the sending off, he shows what he does. Yeah. He scores the difficult chances and doesn't score the easy ones because he has the, the one when he's through on Lewis and should score. Lewis makes a good mm-hmm. save. But the, I, I'm still unsure about the McKenna Manila's incident in terms of how he went. I put the poll up yeah. um, last night well, and it's. Pretty, uh, well, earlier on it was slightly divisive. But yeah. It's 60% two reds, um, so the majority of the 25 people that have voted um, are saying that Bobby Madden called it right, um, and I'm one of them that voted to, um, that the two reds was absolutely correct decision. Um, I think, you know, Morelos, it's a stamp on McKenna's um, balls. Let's put, wait, let's not beat about the bush. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what he's done. Um, and, and, and none of this... Um, you know, it wasn't a proper stamp of the rest of it. No, he's, he has stood on them. McKenna's reacted, shouldn't be reacting. He's kicked him. I don't think he's kicked him as hard as what Morello certainly made out. Yeah. I mean, I think Morello's to be honest, never mind this appeal for the red card. He should get another couple of games for that role alone. But that's just, oh, um, I know, uh, yeah. that's just another thing. Um, but Jam roly poly. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's made the attempt to kick out. There's no question that's a red card, and Aberdeen aren't appealing now. Are they not appealing because they think it's the right decision and because the McKenna could do with the rest, we don't know, but either way, I think they're right, not appealing. Um, but we definitely... they, could put a, they could put an appeal tomorrow, couldn't they? Is there a, is there a, a, a time scale that you need to put your appeal in? See, this is the is thing. It within 24 hours, or I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I generally is... don't know. I, I don't know. Things have changed. I think I think sometimes the disability system have changed for a couple of years ago because you remember. Um, I'd mentioned in the group chat, Scott Brown gets sent off in a game, um, Ross County versus Celtic, just before um, the Scottish Cup semi-finals and um, SPF, SPL split, or sorry, Premiership split. Um, that game happened on Easter Sunday. There was a bank holiday on the Monday, so Celtic put in an appeal, knowing that because of the system, the bank holidays were counted and it couldn't be heard to the following Monday. 
So he was available for the Scottish Cup semi-final, which Celtic yeah. went 2-0. Now, in, that, that, yeah. in that game, Andy Halliday made an absolutely shocking challenge in the uh, the first or second minute, um, which wiped out, it may have been for, um, Patrick Roberts, I can't remember, Chris will be able to remind us, but he put in a shocking challenge, it was a yellow card, um, and that was Celtic's appeal, and Scott Brown got off with it when... Chris and I at the time, I remember it well, we both agreed it was a red card tackle, but Celtic put in the appeal to exploit the system, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, when I, 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 and when I saw that with Morelos, that he was appealing, my thoughts were, they've got command in the Scottish Cup at the weekend, the appeal probably will be held to next week. I don't blame Rangers for doing that. I don't blame Rangers for doing it anyway yep. in some ways, because if there's a I, loophole, why not exploit it? Exactly. exactly. appeals tomorrow at 6 o'clock at night. Has that been confirmed? <laughs> yes. It's been confirmed. Well, it's not been confirmed by the SFA, oh. but a lot of sources are quoting it. Aye. Yeah, but we've seen a well. I don't, yeah, sources and all that. Trusted sources, I maybe, but there's very few of them in Scottish football. Trusted yeah. sources, I think. Yeah. That's um, no, Rangers have a right to appeal if they cause a loophole. Yeah. I I do think yeah, it, it probably is two reds. You, you could maybe have an argument for hard bath. For maybe giving yellows each, but then yeah, the intent to kick for both. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> we, we say it's a red card, but then obviously Manella's has won appeals before for in, intent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because of this game. force and brutality pish. So I mean, that, that's the only thing I would say about it. both. The, the, people have said, "Is there anywhere else Manella's can put his foot?" Or maybe as I don't Aye, know on the ground speed it again probably he probably can but because McKenna's going back as well and McKenna's got a stamp in the balls you probably would naturally react if you got a a pick if someone yeah. like, well I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> where are Aye, you going with basically, this basically <laughs> a, a lot of contact you get in the balls causing a reaction that you would kick out or you'd be angry mm-hmm. um, so is that an, is that a factor in why McKenna kicks out as such. Yeah. He's falling as well. I'm not excusing him, but I just, in terms of, if you get a, a kick of the balls, you're going to be hot. Mm-hmm. You're not well, just going to take it. Well, stamp you're good, the balls. I've never had a stamp of the balls. I, I, I don't fancy it either. But I would imagine you're not going to react in a good way. But I don't think it was too bad. I was, <laughs> it is a kick out. Mm-hmm. But, and I think, yeah, probably it's... The, the two reds yeah. are because yeah. you know, it's not a good example to say to kids watching and all yeah. that type of thing. Well, retaliation is, um, you know, a card defence in itself as well. Um, so, you know, I don't think we've got a, um, you know, hope and hell. Hi, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, Rangers have also put the appeal in. Will they succeed? Who knows? Um, with the way this system, do. they um, usually do. So yeah. they may as well because it's what. Ryan Jack, he's yeah. got red cards before, yeah. Morelos. Yeah, they took it. They didn't take any further action against Morelos for instance in that Celtic games we've covered. Um, and they didn't take action against Jermaine Defoe or Annapol, but that was that the right decision because um, oh. it meant he was able to play last night and he scored the final goal. Um, yep. 58% said of the Facebook poll said um, it, he should have been banned for diving and the other 42 obviously said... Um, that it wasn't a dive, but we'll just leave it at that. He was able to play, yeah. he, he took his goal well in the end, and uh, I think Rangers probably just about a deserve to win. It's a standard finish. 
I think yeah. I've seen a lot of folks say they took his goal well. I think that's if you're a, a striker, but anything about you, you scored up. Yeah, yeah, you can argue that, but um, you know they always say that the hardest that um, art in football is to is to um, find the net on a regular basis, and sometimes. But how many times have we talked about like guys like Dan Mackey, for example, who? couldn't finish a, a chance that were given to him like that but then he'll go and um, score one very awkward yeah. so imagine if we'd had podcasts when Darren Mackey oh god <laughs> yeah. yeah there'd be a couple of good ones uh, but aye aye, we got a few, uh, aye. Um, I, I was thinking that's something you were talking as well yeah I mean mm-hmm. aside from even the sending off so, yeah McKenna played to the whistle for the penalty I mean that's it is offside Golden was offside. Uh, trust, trust offside, but mm-hmm. I mean, especially in that, in that situation, don't put your hands up. It's, it's just silly. It really is. I mean, he's appealing as, just... as they're going up for the head, and that's he's just giving the, the referee an easy decision. Um, it was just silly, but it just summed up McKenna's night. Unfortunately, um, he didn't have a particularly good game. We've covered some of the reasons why potentially. He didn't play well, he was rushed back, all the rest of it, and then he gets himself sent off. So it was certainly yeah. a night for, um, to forget. And maybe just a dose of reality that he's still got a long way to go. I mean, there's some people that saying he's not worth a five million, he's not a five million pound centre back. I totally get that. Um, I mean, I think he will go for big see money the, this summer, but he's see not the counter argument of that, though. Mm-hmm. The counter argument of that is that in three games, well, sorry, two games. Well, I would Rangers. He has stopped Morelos, right? And Morelos is a so-called Rangers or Rainer. Well, he didn't. He didn't stop him. Yeah, I stopped. He stopped him in the league game until the sending off. But he didn't stop him in the league cup semi final because he wasn't playing. But in the league game at Ibrox, aye, aye him and Devlin. There was two games. Him and Constantine. So there was mm-hmm. the the game at the start of the season, which aye for nine minutes he kept him quiet. Yeah, well, still, but he got in his head. Aye, not, and then the other game. So if if we're talking about Morelos being a fifteen million pound whatever striker the Rangers want to say, McKenna's managed to have his number previously prior to last night. So yeah, yeah McKenna's not had a good game, but I, I think he's certainly that, that's why he's getting talked about in terms of good money, yeah. and also as well at international level when he's played for Scotland and played against decent strikers as well. He's not looked out of place and all that type as well. But yeah, last night's definitely a learning curve for him, but at the same time. Mm-hmm. players have bad games yeah exactly and, and it wasn't it's like it's not so fault uh, we look at other instances in the game but the big incident and I, I, not that I can I don't like I'd actually I don't, maybe I don't I, I think I'm maybe out of three of us I maybe I'm on the least about the rest but the McGregor challenge on Ferguson is a definite red card and penalty yeah what I will there's say no be- doubt about it no yeah. there's no doubt about it mm-hmm. yeah what I'll say and before that does change the game because it's 3-2 yeah what I'll say, say you scored a penalty, but yeah. it's a massive, massive moment in the game. Yeah, because they would have been down to nine men at that point. Um, what I will say, apart from that decision, because the offside call, you know, that's not, um, you know, for Bobby Madden to see. That's up to the linesman, um, and it's only half a yard. It's, you know, there's not much in it, so you can understand why that's let it go. So we'll, we'll let we'll let that one go. But um, other than the McGregor incident, I think Bobby Madden had a really good game. They got most of the big calls mm-hmm. right. But that one, you know, I've seen people saying that um, McGregor is um, trying to protect yourself. I don't know one goalkeeper, not one professional goalkeeper, who when they're sliding out 
um, an um, opponent's foot that their instinct is to put their foot and studs up into someone's Take shin. Gordon. Take Gordon's done that a few times. And keepers do it. You see most keepers do it. Keepers get away with murder. Oh, I yeah, a corner, a corner, and that. There was an incident in the first half uh, with Cosgrove and McGregor, and aye, there is a bit of like tune and flow, and maybe a bit of physical contact. McGregor falls over, and there wasn't much contact, and then it's a free kick to Rangers. Keepers get far too much protection. Yeah, far far too much protection, and they've got their own rules Mm -hmm. because if it's if that was Golden. Right, so say that's Golden with that mm-hmm. challenge. It's a it's a red card and a penalty. Mm-hmm. So why is it any different for a goalkeeper? No, I, t- I totally agree, but unfortunately I do think McGregor will again um, escape. I think McGregor's been clever, um, like he was with the other th- um, couple of instances involved in because he is exploiting the um, extra protection that he gets. Um, although the win with Christopher Ayer... Um, in that old firm game, how he got away with that, I don't know. So if he's got away with that one, when that was blatant, a blatant kick out at Ayer who was on the floor, he'll use the yeah. fact that he was coming out to grab the ball and have and his foot just naturally led up. But he actually raises his foot. He's been clever about it, but he'll get away with it. The SFA will not take. He gets away all the time. Yeah. It's a slight, it's a slight tackle, uh, and Ferguson get, gets him back later on quite early. But Ferguson get booked. Yeah. And the booking was right because uh, there's yeah. nothing malicious. He's been fly about it, Ferguson leaving his bed. McGregor's reaction was ridiculous. Um, to be perfectly honest, you know, the, the rolling a bit for a minute, although it wasn't as bad as Morelos' yeah. one. But let's make no mistake, this isn't an anti Rangers thing. I've criticised Aberdeen players who've done who've died and done the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to dish it out um, where it's merited. Oh. And we've yeah. said that it's card fair. Um I, I would say and this isn't from a, I wouldn't say from a blinker point of view, a red point of view, I would say a draw would have been a fair result mm-hmm. last night, um, going by the game, because I think Rangers, yeah, definitely better team in the first half, we are a better team in the second half, if anything, we had actually more chances, Rangers were clinical, mm-hmm. that's probably what it came down to as well last night, yeah. um, Cosgrove though again, for Aberdeen, terrific, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's the development of his game, just superb, and the way he talks as well, and you see him in interviews as well, he speaks really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a guy that just likes, probably, that sounds strange to say, but he obviously loves playing football and loves learning, whereas I think yeah. some players, they get to a certain age, they think they've learned it all once they're in the first team. He, terrific. Um, and McInnes gets criticised for signings, some signings, but that, that at the moment, it's looking like an absolute steal to find it essentially. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, without a doubt, it's one of the um, best things we've made in recent years. I mean, and I'm delighted that he's made making me eat my words because I, I was critical up until December. But 11 goals in 12 games, that's the perfect way to shut guys like myself up. And I'm delighted yeah. that he is. Um, no, good on him and another well-taken penalty. Um, good Greg reactions Stewart. for the first goal. Yeah, next year I thought it was terrific in attacking sense. Just again, making it look easy at times and going by players like he wasn't there. Mackay Stephen looked at, again, he's getting yeah. fitter and much sharper. From Rangers' point of view, I mean, they'll probably be disappointed in terms of defensively. They've been pretty solid recently. They, they, they certainly didn't look as defensively solid last night. Mm-hmm. Um, middle of the part, though, I would say was their big strength and obviously Manelis before they get sent off in Kent. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would have said fair result would have been honours even. And I think most people would probably agree. Yeah, um, I, I, mean, I, yeah I only saw the sports scene highlights. It's hard to judge for that. But um, yeah, we've. we've been speaking for over half an hour about Aberdeen Rangers, although 
to be fair, the first seven minutes we're talking about CML and stuff, so I think we should move on Aye. to the, the rest of the league. Um, we're, just, we're just doing what sports team do. Like, sports team <laughs> always, like, the first game, they always lead massively with it and speak for longer, so... Yeah. Yeah. Celtic. I, I think we've out sports team to sports team, to be fair. Um, whether they are... Yeah, we maybe have, but they don't know for an hour. Sometimes we can run for an hour and a half, so... Right. Uh, we have no other stuff to talk about apart from... Probably the, the fits from last night. Yeah, well, true. Well, a couple of things, maybe, but... Yeah, well, Celtic... Yeah, Celtic. Hips last night. You're, 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 you're host. Hi. Like, no, just have <laughs> no. it, just have it. Listen, it's, that's, that's understandable. Aye, <laughs> you've, you've got the bug, um, but... Aye, Celtic, um, pretty comfortable win. Um, Ryan Christie, do you think he is a contender for the player of the year? Do you think he's the frontrunner? Um... I would have said Forrest a couple of months ago. Sell a but... contender. I think you'll be on the list. Morelos mm-hmm. uh, yeah, will be in there as well. I yeah. think will, although he's... Osdorf could be. I think he could be a Maybe contender for, for young. Maybe for his goals. Maybe player, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, straight Possibly. Um, other Celtic, but I'm trying to think of Mc, uh, Callum McGregor. Yeah, I would do actually. I would say between Chris and McGregor and... Maybe Forrest for play of the year uh, this season. I think Chris is terrific. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I think we left Carlo McGregor out there. Did we leave him out the, the best 11 at the start of the season, from the first half of the season? We might have done. Obviously, he's terrific. Yeah. If he's playing in the centre of the park, I, he's a great player. And Brendan Rodgers knows it as well, because 58, that was his 50th game last night. Mm-hmm. It's not often that McGregor gets left out. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's a terrific player. I mean, it's amazing how much he's come on from the guy that was loaned out to Notts County. He was, um, he was one of the pick-ons for the Boo Boys um, at Celtic because they tend to do that. Um, of most clubs, you know, they tend to pick on the the local lad who they don't think yeah. is making it. You know, we've been guilty. We mentioned Dan Mackey as a prime example, um, but Cal McGregor's definitely. Um, won over the, the Celtic fans big time. You know, whether he's a whole midfield player, an attacking midfield player, he takes it um, like um, a duck to water. Um, and even left yeah. back, he was quite comfortable, although he's much, um, he's a big miss in that Celtic midfield, I think. If, yeah, if he's he one of those guys, injured, he's, got, he's got a footballing brain. Yeah. So he, he, no matter where you ask him to play, he'll, he'll do a job. But definitely yeah. centre in the park is best. Yeah, they'd miss him more than Scott Brown right now. And Scott Brown's done pretty well the last couple of games since he's come back in the team. But yeah, that's um you know, Celtic's still not conceded a goal this calendar year since they come back for the break. Um Hibs didn't really offer much from what I saw in sports scene. Um it was a pretty convincing victory. Do you think Joseph Simonovic should have been sent off? That was the only uh, controversy oh, for that game. The challenge the or do you think it's certainly that, certainly the arms up? I think it's one of those ones that the arms half up, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I wouldn't say it's an elbow, but is it a straight arm? You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think he's caught him with the elbow. I think he's actually caught him maybe with the yeah. almost like the forearm. I, 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 I think know. his eyes are. I think his eyes are totally in the ball. You've seen them given. You've seen them given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but to be fair to him, he was straight away to the. He was straight away to Ollie Shaw. You're right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That could just be being clever though and trying to get himself out of getting a red card, but mm-hmm. you always see that with players. Quite often players do something like that and they're like they, they run away back to their position, but he was straight away to be fair to him, are you alright? And actually I think calling for treatment. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen him giving, but I'll give you the benefit of doubt. Yeah, because the Daily Record seem to think that he's going to um, end up in front of the compliance officer and be offered a two-game ban, but um, it's not been forthcoming so far, although we don't know um, what day of the week the compliance officer will get around yet. So um, I think it probably didn't merit much, to be honest. I don't think it's worthy of a... I don't think it's a deliberate act. Um, I think he's, you know, his eyes are on the ball. He's... In, Sometimes when you when you jump for the ball, your arms up. You know, it's just a natural thing, yep, and yep. unfortunately, he's caught he's caught Shaw with the trailing arm. Um, but there wasn't a big deal made by the Hibs players. You know, normally with those types of incidents, there's usually a reaction, and there's not a reaction with Hibs players. Um, but yeah. I think you never you never get booked for that. You never yeah. get a yellow for that. Yeah. So on Monday, I said that Hibs would be looking at. A, left field type of appointment and there's been three names mentioned this week that fit within that. Um, I've heard the rumours of Paul Hickenbottom seem to be in the front runner. Then another three appointment was, by the way. Yeah, did well at Barnsley. Um, he was harshly treated at Leeds as well. Yeah, well, Leeds until this season, they they went through managers like Confetti. Um, I'll give yeah, a shout out to fair though, they've got, they've got one of the best in the world though just now, but yeah, Aye, they are. Without a doubt. He, there was a new manager every month it seemed like at one point. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> I've got yeah. a soft spot for Leeds as well. I used to like, you know, I like Leeds. Um, yeah, but. yeah, they've had a good Scottish connection over the years as well. Um, I'm going to shout out to one of my I've, mates. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my mates, Daniel Gill, who's a who lives in um, the same place as me, but he's a Leeds supporter. He actually goes down to Leeds games as a season ticket holder. Oh, does he? Yeah, Aye. I've always wanted to go. I, I always used to want to go, but then no one else would be up by going. They were always like dirty leads. All my pals were like, they were like, they liked the English club. It was Man U and it was Liverpool and it was Chelsea. Yeah. Whereas I actually liked leads when they were in the old second division because mm-hmm. they had Strachan. Yeah. McAllister and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great team. Back Aye, then. They were. Yeah. Um, they get promoted uh, and then the Peter Rusdale came in and ruined it all. Uh, yeah. So it's one of those like, you, as a fan, you loved the moment and you got to semi-finals of Champions League and all that, but he just was spending mm-hmm. money that wasn't there. And yeah. he did that. Rosdale did that every club he was at. Yeah. Yeah, he left Barnsley, Cardiff for a bit of a bad... Leeds, I think. Season. Bradford, was he at Bradford for a bit, I think, as well? No, that was Jeffrey Richmond. Um, but he was at uh, Cardiff. And Barnsley. Cardiff went into massive debt. Cardiff, aye. Yeah, he went to Preston and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. But it was great watching him at the time. We were doing it... Harry, I loved Harry Kuehl, I loved Alan Smith. Boy, yeah. I mean, I can understand why other clubs hated him, but he was, the, if you support a team, he's the type of player you wanted in there because he was just a bit, a bit nasty. Mm-hmm. You, you can, players need a bit of a, a bit nasty in their yeah, team. Exactly. I mean, um, we've stopped talking about um, no Scott Brown. Um, people resent Graeme Shinney, but we love him. You know, it's just what happens in football. But um, going back to going back to Leeds, there um, you mentioned you've not you want to be that. I've been to a Leeds game. It was uh, a few years ago. Down at, uh, they were playing Birmingham City, and the story behind this was um, it was my best mate's uh, my best mate Keith's birthday. It was his thirtieth, and right. So me me and my mate um, decided to. No, taking my surprise away away day, and he had no idea where he was going. Um, and then we told him it was uh, it was Leeds, not but not far before um, we arrived. Now Keith worked quite a lot in Leeds with his job, um, so right. I think he was. It was one of those lukewarm things. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And he said, "Tell me we're not staying at the Bewley Hotel." 
and that was exactly the hotel that we booked and to make things even better the room that we were in he'd slept in before <laughs> so there was a lot of thought that went into that <laughs> surprise trip aye I've stayed at Bewley's in Manchester actually mm-hmm. yeah it's got a new name now, but I can't remember what it's called. It's been taken over. It's, it's always a good one for the fear at the airport. Mm-hmm. If you're flying from Manchester, but I. Um, in my, def- my defence, uh, the reason I bought the Beals is because the only one that had three bedrooms um, in a room, so there was because there was no way that we're having double beds and man love and all the rest of it. It just was not happening. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. Like, see, when you go away with your mates, you don't care where you stay as long as there's somewhere to sleep. Yeah. I, I, I think what the most I've had in a room. In terms of sleeping arrangements <laughs> and a, a boys weekend away or something like that, I think there's been as many as six in our room. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Probably. Because you sleep on couches and then. I just sleep whenever. Cool floor. Okay, whereas if it's if you're in a message, you're staying at the female hydro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all done differently. Yep, absolutely. Hi. Back to the start. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, there's a guy I know that's a Blackburn fan, and he says the best away, away day experience for him is it. Going to Ellen Road. Yeah. Yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed Ellen Road. We were in the, the Bremner suite. Um, oh, fancy. Yeah, got, yeah it, was, um, it wasn't a box or anything like that, but it was um, a seat at the back of Sam, but you got to go to the, the bar afterwards, and it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, How were the pies? Do you know what? I can't remember. Um, Did you, do you think you would have had a pie? I would have definitely had a pie then. It was five years ago, five and a half years ago, so um, honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, to be honest. See, if you're at a game, are you guaranteed you're having a pie, whatever? Are you always having a pie? I try. Get the football. Try. I couldn't even bother that Stennis me because... You do try. Um, try a pie. Yes. Always like to try a pie. And yeah. then we'll put them on there. <laughs> and then we'll always put them on the, um, the Instagram page. Although, John, you never shared my um, Stennis, Stennis Muir fan lighting a bonfire. Well, it was going about the... See, we've, we've set up this Instagram page, right? But the, the, the difficult thing is... I think you've got the login for it as well. I'll, give, I'll send you it again. No. But aye, anyone can fire photos up. Any yeah. of us. I'll send you it again. Cool. The the, the password... No, I'll, aye, I'll let's not go about passwords on... We'll on see what the password is. No, yeah. I'm not going to reveal the password. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if we, if, we, if we start putting things up more, then it could probably work better. But I've tried. I've had... A, I've got my own account, but I tried doing a, kind of, not a business type account, but another account one time and, it's very you need to you need time when you post things to get likes and followers and all that type of thing if you want to make it interesting. Yeah. So it's there's a whole you kind know, of formula about it and all that type of thing. Because exactly. I was going to put photos up last Saturday, last Saturday, mm-hmm. but then I think I ended up putting them on my, my own page a wee bit. Yeah, so, we'll see. Aye, uh, football, Celtic. Uh, See the thing as well about Celtic, the crowd, the the Chinese transfer window massively strengthened. Mm-hmm. Um, up front in attack, they've got the the options they've got now are terrific. They've missed Edward yeah. obviously, but where now he started out right on uh, last night, but through the middle. Mm-hmm. But the good thing from Celtic's point of view, those two is they'll switch about one minute where I'll be out wide, he'll be through the middle, and vice versa with Burke. Um, how how do defenders cope with that? In terms of who to pick up, Sinclair as well. I mean, Sinclair will come off the wing, go through the middle. So mm-hmm. yeah, they just saw that the movement and just players moving about. It, it makes it difficult if you lose the ball and you're helping to counter attack because players are out of position. But mm-hmm. well, so you just you just look at the 
you just look at their bench, Gordon beat on Bio, Hayes, Lustig, um, the young boy Henderson and Mikey Johnson. Let's be honest, we take, I don't know much about this Henderson boy, but the rest of them would probably walk into the Aberdeen team. Let's be, uh, maybe not Gordon Ed or Lewis, mind you, but the rest of them probably would. And that's that goes the same for the rest of the league. I think Mikey Johnson would walk in our team. Well, I think McGinn's... Um, I think McGinn's probably passed it. I think Mikey Johnson would definitely be a first-team player at Aberdeen, yeah. I think he's a terrific player. Said of McLaren? Oh, yeah. Um, but did, McLaren's not getting in the team at the moment, which is weird. Ah, Although, he I, know he was, I know he was. He was injured. And then he was on the bench against Hibs, but then last night, I think because we changed the team a wee bit. Yeah. I think Johnson and would... McKenna and Dev on my back, I think that maybe had an influence. Yeah. But I thought McLaren should have been on the bench last night, but then mm-hmm. McGinn... McLaren, he'll, he'll go with McGinn probably yeah. out those two if it's an, op- if it's no. an option but now McLaren yeah. on prior form before he got injured was, was starting I, I would have kept him in the team if he was fit and Mackay's yeah. team would have had to work his way back into the team Yeah, I think Mackay Johnson would at the very least be pushing right hard for first team place at Aberdeen um, although I think he would probably go into the starting layup. that's just my personal feelings um, oh, but you know we can just agree to disagree. The other Hibs candidates just going back to that before we move on to the other games. Um, Michael Appleton was another one that's been linked to the right, job, right. and uh, Dean Holden, who used to be left back at Falkirk. So John Hughes has, um, you know, got his earpiece in and uh, said right. he would be a good candidate. I don't know what Holden's doing in terms of management. I, I heard he was at Oldham, but I don't know if he's the manager there or as a first team coach. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else. But they need to get someone in soon because otherwise their season's just going to fizzle out and yeah, mediocrity because they're five points behind St Johnson. Um, Aye, I mean, and Mullow have overtaken them. Yeah, I mean the sad thing is for Eddie May because he, I mean, he obviously I don't think how old he was at Hibs. I always remember him playing for Hibs growing up. Mm-hmm. But I think, I'm pretty sure he was there a good one time. So you don't want a kind of sour relationship in terms of yeah. he. I think the house fans are aware that he's coming in. He doesn't want the job, but he's still doing it because he loves the club. But he's, you know what fans can be like? Fans can still turn on club legends. I mean, we've we seen it. Um, but then there was reasons why he fought Dundon McGee, because he just mm-hmm. didn't have a... Yeah, that's it. Get up, but May's, May's doing this job because he loves the club and he, he's, he's trying to help out. But yeah, they definitely need someone because, for, for, give him his respect, he's obviously great with the youth yeah. players. The, the youth players that Hibs have brought through, but as a... As a manager, he doesn't want to do it. It's quite clear, and well, yeah, he was I mean, a good, he's a good youth Hibson coach. Freefall, yeah. we've been Hibson in freefall. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. It, um, yeah, they need to get someone in quickly because you know Eddie May said himself he doesn't want the job. He's happier being youth coach. He was a youth coach at Falkirk, and you looked at some of the players that he brought through. You know, the likes of Scott Arfield, obviously being the the biggest success. Um, guys like Dan Barr coming through as well. So he's got that. Um, record and he's bringing some through at Hibs just now but yep. I'm reading that uh, BBC Scotland um, um, I had to postpone operation to be in the dugout tonight and the reporter asked was it a snip and he said yes it was so that shows how much he cares about the club that he's postponing the, the snip to um, manage the team at Parkhead last night What was that? Postponing the snip? The snip, yeah Is that, Who's doing that? Eddie May oh, I've never seen that bit of news I Look think it was just BB- a small bit of news Look at the BBC report in the Celtic Hibs game. <laughs> it's BBC Scotland's tweet. Uh, and it reads, uh, um, I had to postpone operation to have been dug out tonight. 
the, the question was the snip and it said yes it was Hibs manager Eddie May has a very interesting list of priorities well, why would he tell folk <laughs> I have absolutely like, no why, idea why would you be off oh, I just would be telling folk but his um, wife will not be Hib- happy with that Hibs fans will be <laughs> delighted that he's showing that commitment but his wife will not be happy wait does he though he must be about 50 I'm no pretty sure he, Eddie May played for Hibs in the 80s yeah, he was playing for Falkirk in the early 90s. And he was, that's how I remember. I don't remember who I was a player for. He's 51. Aye, 51? Uh-huh. And he's married these days? 51. He must, he must have, like, good... What? Why is it snip at 51? Aye. They I'm staggered. Aye, he played for Hibs in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> You're actually lost for words, and that doesn't happen very often. Aye. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't be doing that. Uh, but aye, on the subject of Hibs and free fall, going back to that type of things, uh-huh. the Motherwell, that's them overtaking them. Yeah. As well now. Yeah. And I... Motherwell, what a transformation. I know. Jack Casey, uh, Jake Casey, sorry, um, another terrific goal. Um, he's looking a right prospect. Um, he was an ally earlier in the season. Um, so Jim Goodwin's taking the yeah. credit him um, cheekily for the his development, but he's every right to because he's also went back to Motherwell, a better player as is what should be happening with the loan deals, and he's come back in and hit the ground running. And yeah, Motherwell will be hoping to make sure he gets signed up pretty quickly in his new deal. Um, well, I know they'll get yes. compensation if he does go, but um... aye, because I I'd looked at that earlier. I'd held his out of contract at the end of the season, but I just wanted to double check it, and mm-hmm. yeah, he is. And obviously, there was a Turnbull situation recently. Now, Stephen Robertson, i never seen this at the time of the deal because I wasn't on the podcast that week, yeah. came out and said that he was made a more lucrative offer by a, another club. I'd heard talk Aberdeen went in for him. Now, mm-hmm. what we did with Ferguson last year, I would hope that at least we are trying to maybe get hasty or at least asking the question. <laughs> because, what well, I mean, what if, he's, not, he's not just obviously just come out of nowhere because he's had loan spells at Aloha then I found out he had loan spells at Airdrie last season as well and he's played mm-hmm. he's played I think 50 odd games so he's had a good bit of first team experience but yeah. you would like to hope from our, from our point of view we would at least be looking to try and maybe see if there was an option there but I think you can tell how um, the benefit of Motherwell and these young players coming in together because Turnbull Campbell and Hasty just it's almost like the their psychic in terms of where they will be. Mm-hmm. They have been the big the big difference, I think. Yeah. Oh, without a question. Yeah. Because they'd obviously placed their hopes in Ross McCormick being the one to um, reignite their season, but McCormick lasted forty five minutes against uh, Ross County and hasn't got back in the same sense. That's because obviously he's still got fitness issues, but he's going to find it yeah. hard getting back in the team because you know because the form of Hasty and uh, the form of Turnbull. Um, and Curtis Main's been looking a lot better um, as well as a result um, so yeah McCormick's going to find it very hard getting in that team and Alan Campbell um, he looks rejuvenated um, since the turn of the year um, a good goal he Aye. scored last night good ball in by Freer which set it up um, oh yes yes I, th- I think as well we, we've maybe at times been not maybe overly critical of Motherwell but probably what's maybe been slightly forgotten about is Motherwell there was a physical team they were playing with maybe Bowman and one other depending on when it was main there or Moe or whoever it was 
Whereas this season, maybe they've adapted a wee bit and it's just been one striker up front and then players played off. So they've had to probably adapt in terms of changing system and how they play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But recently, yeah, they're, they're getting massive yeah. benefits. But it's not just the goals. They look so much uh, so much steady at the back as well. And they've got a wee bit of a width um, that's helping out. And just the only, the only place you can see them go is continuing to go upwards. Yeah, I think, um, you know, at the start of the season, they were still trying to play the same, or they, if they tried to change the formation, um, they didn't have the players to, to do it, whereas right now, the forma- everything seems to be fitting in nicely, um, and it's yep. obviously working on um, from a St. Man point of view. Do you still think that they're going to survive? Six points in Hamilton and uh, three behind Dundee? I don't know, because I still don't think there's much between the three teams. Um <laughs> I would say certainly out the window, it's, you can see that Dundee have made some decent signings, which we touched on the other night. Hamilton have been transformed in terms of the style of play um, under Rice. And uh, uh, mind you, I never ever thought Hamilton would get relegated. I thought it was between St. and Dundee, because I just think Hamilton do what Hamilton do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, probably if, if, you're to, if, you were, if I was to say just now, yeah, you would say St. Bernard are favourites to go down but still there's still a lot of football to be played and yeah. I, I, probably they are the, weaker, the weakest team just now mm-hmm. I, I do maintain though at the time when I said St Mirren would stay up that St Mirren had a stronger squad than what they did or were performing better I thought it was more mm-hmm. signs but McIntyre's got players in that he knows um, yeah, he probably playing maybe maybe ugly football if you want to call it that or a bit Mm-hmm. a bit more direct and stuff like that but it's working for them yeah there was a bit of skill in the two goals that Nelson scored there was. last night there was some Nelson but I think they were, they were certainly done a bit more direct I think McCann was trying to get them to play fancy football and all that type of thing and maybe they didn't have the personnel for it um, but yeah they look, they look at the moment Dundee look a lot better and certainly yeah Nelson they've got him in on loan they've got the boy Robson in on loan from Sunderland as well. Mm-hmm. Nelson came from Sunderland, they've got Scott Wright on loan, who's going to give them attacking options. So they've got far better attacking options than what they did before um, the end of January. Yeah. So, yeah, when you look at it that way, they've probably got better attacking options than what St. Mirren have. Mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced about Dundee's defence, um, but then I suppose St. Mirren's defence isn't any much better or worse. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of football to be played, but yeah. Yeah, well, St. Myrna need to be careful the next because their next two after the Scottish Cup, their next two um, games are at Petardry and at Tyne Castle. So they'll, for what I can see, they'll need to be hoping that both Hamilton and Dundee slip up in those um, respective weeks as well um, to keep themselves within that gap. Um, but touching on Dundee, that was a they'll be disappointed the fact they were twice in front and missed a last minute penalty. Um, but in between times, Kilmarnock had a lot of possession, had a lot of chances. Um, and according to the stats, it was fifteen shots to eight in Kilmarnock's favour. So, yeah. from that from that point of view, they probably it would if they'd won the game, it might have been a stolen victory. But um, what a terrible penalty from Kenny Miller! Um, oh yes, with the fact that Blackman catches it, mm-hmm. it's not often you see that penalty. That keeper catches it, mm-hmm. like saves it yeah. two hands. Yeah. Uh, it was Awful. a very weak, very weak penalty. Some, he maybe, may maybe, may Kenny Miller then, after the film, realised, oh, wait a minute, shit. I mean, they make sure Rangers are ahead. I come on it. 
<laughs> he's always talking about Rangers. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about Dundee when he's on the TV, but he certainly talks plenty about Rangers. Yeah. Uh, I, it's one of them, I suppose, if you said before the game to Dundee fans, you'll get a point against Kilmarnock, you'd be pretty pleased. But then at the end, I, you'd be disappointed you're not getting three points. Yeah, without a doubt. Um... Steve Clark is a grumpy man, isn't he? Is Steve Clark ever happy? Even when Kamarika are winning, I don't think I've ever seen him happy. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's his exterior. Um, might well be one of these people that smells behind the scenes, but he just likes to keep his players' feet in the ground. Um, he was a bit annoyed that they conceded the penalty in the last minute, that there was too many players going forward trying to win the game, but on the flip side, it's a good thing that they were not going to Dens Park and settling for a point. They wanted to get make sure they got all three points, and that shows how far they've come. Um, yeah. And they okay. had enough chances. I don't think Finlay, I mean, Stuart Finlay did a good season, but he didn't cover himself in glory with the, um, a couple of the goals because it was a half-arsed attempt to tackle, but yeah, for the second one. But yeah, nothing I away from Nelson, two very good finishes, and he looks a, a player. I think the thing with Nelson as well wasn't just the finishes, it was the actual fact that he, he actually created the space for himself mm-hmm. in terms of like just to make the finish. It wasn't like it was first-time first time finishes. He was actually... Moving the ball to then get the a, a better space for the shot, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, he looks like he looks he's looked sharp any time. Seen him so far in the the games for Dundee and the boy Dales as well certainly helping out. He's got a bit of pace. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah, Dundee are at the moment looking like the the better of the two sides. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Only three points of a gap. Still. Yeah, yeah, three points in those two, and but Dundee will be. Uh, just to, before I move on to the other game, um, a good finish by um, Conor McElhaney for a debut goal for him. A good pass for yeah. finished very well. Um, so, you know, given the fact they've lost Stuart and Brophy's been injured, um, it's good for them to know that they've got a player that could potentially get a few goals and Definitely. keep them in the hunt for European place. But um, how much Brophy out for? Well, they haven't long, said. Or? Well, they haven't said. In fact, did he actually play last night? Can I think? I don't think he did. Um, no, he didn't. He wasn't on the bench or anything. So they'll be hoping he's back for the weekend, obviously, because they've got that cup tie. Um, but we'll have boy back in the squad. Yeah. Um, I, do you know, this is... I mean, maybe it's a, an anti-Chris boy thing, according to us, I don't know. But um, I thought it was disrespectful, the fact that his team were playing in Dundee, but yet he was um, allowed to go up to work for Sky. I yeah, just think yeah. that, you know, because most, mm-hmm. most players when they're suspended should be with a club sitting in the stand watching. Um, and I just thought that was a wee bit disrespectful. Um, obviously, Steve yeah. Clark's allowed it. Um, so, it's as if Chris Watt, I mean, when he was on his form last season, he wasn't in the media as much. He still did his bit for Sky, but he was always doing his bit. Uh, he wasn't doing his son column and he wasn't mouthing off as much. This season, he seems to have gone back um, as that because he's not been playing as much again. Is his eye in retirement this season again? We don't know, but I just thought well, it was disrespectful and that he was up at the Aberdeen Rangers game last night. It was, I could give you a bit of kind of inside info, but I, I did tell you, you know, a debut something. Yeah. Basically, from, I, I'll not mention the, the, what I said the other day, but mm-hmm. I, he's certainly obviously looking at his career after football. Yeah. Um, just understand. Yeah, but I do think for him and Kenny Miller, and I would say it for any player, I think you need to show respect to your own club. I, I find it weird as well when you get, even sometimes when you get coaches on, and I know no matter what you got on, whether you get ex-footballers on, whether you get people that are involved with the club, 
or um, in any way there is that wee bit of bias it's like us in the podcast we'll talk about Aberdeen more than that because like, we're Aberdeen fans or Chris will talk about Celtic more because you've got more knowledge and all that type of thing mm-hmm. but they're getting paid they're paid professionals we are, we are just punters that are like football and like chatting about it and yeah. chat like you would chat down the pub I suppose maybe they are just the same they are football fans and they just chat but mm-hmm. sometimes try and be impartial and, yeah. and actually actually last night he wasn't too bad uh, when I heard him speak because he was yeah he was in agreement about I think um, Rangers were lucky with the McGregor thing I think and I think mm-hmm. at times he actually was a bit better in terms of being impartial but I find it difficult it's like when you see on Twitter as well all the ex-pros and I see it maybe I'm you just see it more because they get retweeted more but you see it most of all when ex-Rangers and Celtic players even if they've played for other clubs I, I don't know I don't know I know Linefield does it with Aberdeen even though he's a St Mirren player but yeah. I don't know I just I find it very disrespectful to the, the clubs that are yeah I, I'm not a fan of the um you know, current players being pundits. I'm not a fan of Chris Boyd as a pundit. Um, you know, but he's far from the worst pundit out there. You know, for me, it's the likes of Andy Walker, Craig Burley. Um, you know, Andy well Walker. and truly outstripping Chris Commons is another one I can't stand. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of them. I won't. Um, could go all night, but you know, I I just don't think it's right that whilst you're still playing, you no, know, you should be. A regular pundit, I just don't um, agree with that at all. Same with Kenny Miller doing his BBC thing. Um, I just no concentrate on your game, be respectful to your um, current colleagues, um, yeah. and have a bit of decorum about you. And if, I think Boyd too often. I think the thing that's under my skin is that most of his comments seems to be anti-Celtic Aberdeen agendas, and he makes it personal. And that I get that you know sometimes it's better not to sit in the fence because a lot of pundits do sit in the fence too much um, but I think he's too much beat, beat about the bush I've not got a problem when he celebrates goals against Aberdeen absolutely not a problem with that altogether all, all because the celebration I thought in the game at Rugby Park was hilarious I thought it was one of the funniest moments of the season um, yeah, I, th- good on him. Yeah. I mean good on the Aberdeen fans not reacting but he's, he's stuffing his, his son column and a bit I just think he needs to rein that in a bit more. Like he did last season in Cosby Football scored twenty four goals or whatever yep. it was. I think as well, like it was the it was a time when like Kamara was above, above Rangers in the league and he's talking about Rangers title race. Yeah, he said Jimmy Defoe was the say, saying that could win the league for them. Yeah. What, what was the like, team you're at who's were still in with a good chance at the point? I mean, I think it's slipping away for them being eleven points behind, but yeah. um like ourselves, but um It's a media thing anyway. I mean we we touched on it all night. The media, as far as most of the media are concerned, there's only two teams in Scottish football anyway. Yeah. So we we're all just here to just make up the numbers. Mm-hmm. So that and then so they they win all the trophies, whereas yeah, Celtic win all the trophies just now. But actually, football Scottish football has evolved since what happened with Rangers. Exactly. And and for the better. Even even when Rangers were this great almighty being and that other teams still won trophies. I mean. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a culture in Scotland, because you get people all over that support Rangers and Celtic, mm-hmm. because people like teams that win. Um, yeah. I suppose we maybe can't say much because neither of us are from Aberdeen and support Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just I, I'd imagine you get it down south as well because you always hear about Man U. Yeah. There's no one from Manchester that supports Man U, which yeah. isn't true, but like. It's the same kind of idea, like you've got yeah. folk in London, Liverpool, whatever, maybe not Liverpool. 
and that that's what I knew and that was because they were successful but it's probably a generational thing before that it would have been um, Liverpool fans yeah it's a, cult, it's a, it's a cultural thing you know people are influenced by you know the TV and stuff but I'm going to just balance things out a bit boys so that people don't think it's just an anti-Chris podcast he is doing a good enormous um, work for charity and a, um, you know with the mental health stuff which obviously yep. we've spoken about quite a lot um, definitely you know and he's obviously had the personal experience with his brother um, and I had a friend recently who's went through the same thing so and I know that's the first time I've known someone close, you know, who was a, a friend of mine that's um yeah that's done that and believe me it's not an easy thing to deal with. Um so I think today yeah, good is on today as well is uh, the time to talk day in terms of um mental health and anything like that. Uh, if anyone ever wants to talk and anything like that, you could even drop the podcast uh, right. a message if you're feeling low or whatever and generally it's talk about things and you see that all the time. Footballers are not, um, they are not, or not, yeah, football celebrities, whatever, anyone can suffer these problems and yeah. it may not be easy to talk, but talk to someone, anyone, yeah. because, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Chris Boyd, off the, in terms of as a person and all that, all I've ever heard about him is, a, is how much of a good guy he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know football changes people. Gives you a different perspective on certain things, usually football. But outside of football, I've heard top guy um, and everything. So, yeah, yeah. the charity is mm-hmm. any help that charity can get or any mental health charity is, is all good. Yeah, yeah, keep up, Chris. Um, but yeah, that 2-2 um, draw, you know, Dundee would have thought it's a good point. But unfortunately for them, they slipped a little bit further behind Hamilton because Hamilton got, um, you know, they've got that manager bounce with Brian Rice, four, four points from. The two games. Um, I had yeah. a feeling. I had a feeling they'd beat St Johnson. I don't know what it was, um, but I just had you, a feeling. You were critical of Brian Rice's appointment. I was critical of the appointment, and I still think. You no, know, I still don't know if it's going to be a right one. I still think Hamilton will be one of the bottom two, but they still got the the great reaction. You know, four points from two is a terrific start. Um, if he proves me wrong in the season, I'll say that. But I know you will. I know you will. I know you will. Yeah. you. I know, but. Your bait's pissed. You've admitted you, you, admitted, you admitted you were wrong before, I remember. Who was it? What Sam was it last Cosgrove. Oh, well, it'd be El Cosgrove, aye. That was the season, aye. That was the one. You talk in terms of management? Um, I'm trying Stephen to Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people were surprised with Stephen Robinson in my defence. But yeah, I'll, I'll openly admit it. You know, I'm not... You do? People, I know. Yeah, I'm not one of these people. I don't believe in all this... Um, I, I've always thought I just never said it. Pish. No. Um, I said that, <laughs> I, I said that I didn't think Stephen Robinson was going to be a good appointment. Um, and I openly said he's proven me wrong. And if Brian Rice does the same, then I'll say that at the end of the season. I mean, but he's certainly off to a good start. Um, you know, with those four points and two home games. Uh, the boy yeah. Oakley, um, making his debut, scoring twice. Um, he he could be the difference in them being in the playoff and surviving yet again. If Hamilton stay up for a sixth consecutive season in the top flight, that would be a remarkable achievement. I thought Oakley played against Dundee. Oh, did he? Ah, he did, I. Right, okay. um, I never saw much of him in the highlights, so... It's what... Mind I was saying the other night about how you look at teams now and it's probably just you get older, you don't have as much time to, to look into things as much, even though we bloody do a podcast, but... You look at players, you know, like, right, where do they come from, who are they, and all that type of thing. So I actually had a wee look at Hamilton in terms of some of the players, because you, you recognise names, even though you maybe don't know where they've come from and different things. Mm-hmm. 
So I Oakley, I knew he'd come to Inverness because I'd seen that in BBC News. And then the boy last night, Davies, and they got it from Blackpool and different things like that. Mm-hmm. They certainly looked a lot more of attack. They're looking at a lot more of an attacking threat. Yeah. And aside from that as well, they're getting bad to the kind of basics in terms of defensively. Bodies on the line and just being mm-hmm. resilient. Because obviously, yeah. I mean, a team that's got the likes of McKinnon in it is going to be resilient. Because mm-hmm. that's his one of his greatest attributes. But even Ziggy Gordon was looking back to maybe a bit more what he was like in his first spell. And it's maybe just that, you know, you get that new manager in and maybe just as a coach, maybe a coach sometimes different to a manager in terms of a coach's job is more to like probably boost the players up. Whereas a manager, they obviously are the media focal point, the focal point of the club. And you'll maybe tend to find maybe they're a bit more critical because they're picking and choosing the team. And it's probably that way. Players, if they're maybe not in the team, they're not going to like the manager at that point. But as a coach, it's maybe the coach's job to put the arm around the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rice is doing that kind of approach, building mm-hmm. the players up and saying, "Look, you, you, you guys have done all this. You've, you've been a good team. You've managed to stay up. You're punched above your weight, and all that type of thing." So yeah, there's definitely been a massive transformation. And the fact they've got Tony Andrew back, who was phenomenal in his first spell at Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, I think some really important thing as well. So I think Hamilton will be fine. Yeah, I still think that would be fine. Yeah, they're the sort of team. Well, for the first time in those um, five previous five seasons, um, I've not tipped Hamilton for the bottom two. Um, I can't actually remember now who my bottom two are. I think um, I think I've done D. Um, Where's your spreadsheet? Have you got a spreadsheet for this? Spreadsheet? No, it's up in the forum. What forum? What forum? We don't have a forum. Oh, sorry, the Scottish Football Forum's web page, not the forum. Um, What's on the web page? So I could I could get on there just now and find it, probably. Yeah. Right. We can talk about the other game, the Levy game. Is there much to talk about in that game? Uh, well, I would say from Levy's point of view, they're getting back to basics and hard to beat, and mm-hmm. that side of things, chances, sports team are struggling for highlights. I think there was yeah. one point where there was a cross... Headed out for a corner, and that was part of the highlights. Um, which, yeah, it wasn't even that good a cross, or it wasn't even as if the header was almost their own goal or anything like that. It was just, yeah, they mm-hmm. were struggling. Yeah, yeah Naismith um, was, um, you know, Hart, it's because Hearts are running scared for Sunday. Hi, that's exactly it. Aye, I think um, Naismith had a goal chopped off, obviously, he was raging as he. Usually it is for the referees, yep. but um, it was a definite offside, there's no question. It was a good header too, it's just a shame. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good point for Livy because they've been a bit of a horrendous run. Um, I think Gary Holt made too many changes in January, to be honest. Um, I don't know if some have been enforced or what, but um, as you say, back to basics, a tough way, and you're going to Tencastle, and that's a that's a good point, and Holt's that slide. Um, they've obviously went down to ninth in the table, but... Let's be honest. They were the two ninth. In fact, speaking of Livingston, they were everyone's. They were everyone's tip for relegation um, at the start of the season, including mine. I had Dundee in the playoff. That's what it was. Um, but because Livy has done so well, you f- forget you tip them for relegation. Well, I will. Yeah, probably. I, I, is that you? Did you get the page up before me then? Yeah, I got distracted. But yeah. I ended up on some. Different forum. <laughs> I don't want to know what different forums that you're on, John, getting distracted. I Scottish no, I search Scottish football forums because that's what it used to, and usually when you search Scottish football forums, it used to be that Craig's forum would come up. But obviously Craig's forum is no more. But we still, that's how we are here on the podcast because we kept the name and all that. But yeah, I couldn't 
I don't know what form was coming up for me. So I can't even find a predator just now. So, I don't know. Tough. But yeah, I mean, Sunday, in terms of we love playing against Hearts last night over the way to Albert Angle playing Sunday, so Hearts going to break Levy down. Just saying. I know I've probably talked too much about that game in terms of setting myself up for a fall, but there's a feeling around the that you never know the football. You still there? John? Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the the mic um came out a wee bit there. <laughs> Was that a mic drop? Yeah. Aye. So my apologies. Aye. Um, um, aye, but, so I was talking so hopefully then at least folk heard me or maybe not for that is that a matter but I'm just saying could you hear me yeah I, I could hear you perfectly yeah aye, you were talking me, about Auchin Lake and the, the game and uh, you never know what can happen well at Tencast a few years ago when you did play them um, it was a goal a, mic, a collision between the goalkeeper and defender and a drop ball um, a Gordon Smith to put it home. That was the difference between the two sides, and then obviously the contentious disallowed goal for Gordon Pope. So you never know if you hold your own, um, and that one at the end it could be Talbot's greatest success, even greater than all your Junior Cup wins and league titles put together. Aye, it would be it would be something else. Sixteen to one. Um, I've seen the bet three six five. I believe you can get as big as twenty to one. I mean, Hearts are like one to ten and all that type of thing, which is fair yeah. enough. Aye. Um, they're a team that's pushing for Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Mind you, Talbot are pushing for Europe as well to the cup bit. No, I'm not yeah, sure. exactly. So, you've got to dream. The last time uh, that Talbot were playing Hearts, I did a, a blog, but I, I get the amount of games wrong at the time. I think I'd put four games to Europe. I think it was five, but that's by the by. It's just I. Who knows? Uh, have we covered all the Premiership games? Yeah, we've got we've got through them all. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, and it was a follow-up to Monday, was a refereeing thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's back to Aberdeen, but it's, it was just McInnes had come out and he said, we need to watch in terms of the victimisation thing, which I, I'd maybe mentioned a wee bit on Monday. Yeah. But he did say as well on the other side of what you'd said, and we'd all said, we all agree on is, yeah, they need to get punished in terms of if they have mm-hmm. made maybe more than one bad decision or a few bad decisions that you need there needs to be some kind of penalty in terms of demotion or all that type of thing. Um so that they're not refereeing these big games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose the argument as well, if you're in your job and you have a bad day, it's not like you're devoted to making the tea. Well, I don't know, mm-hmm. but my job I don't get devoted to making the tea, but you know what I mean? <laughs> still do your say you still you're still good and you're still doing the same job every day. So does yeah. it help or hinder? Well, I think well we've spoken about it. If a if a striker is playing um, really poorly, um, nine times out of ten they'll get dropped. Um, because it, you know sometimes it's one of those you try and stick by sit by a striker and then they go um, have another howler. The best thing to do is take that person away from the situation, um, you know, and then bring them back in when they start feeling a bit more confident. And I think the same's got to be said to the referees, um, you know. But as you rightly say. Um, in every other walk of life, if you're looking to get bonuses or um, go further up in your career, if you keep making consistent mistakes, you're not going to get that promotion, you're not going to get that bonus. Um, so 
you know, some companies actually give warnings for underperformance. So, um, yes, but yep. ref, Scottish referees seem to be a different breed. I don't know if that's because there's you know not enough top ones coming through. There's something that needs to be done with the um, the way that we're training them. And I get refereeing is harder than it was even like ten years ago when you had the referee strike, but. You know, there's still got to be more um, accountability without it getting personal. And this, this is obviously social media nowadays. You get the idiots who you know want who thrive and being um, arseholes basically. Controversial, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and just starting getting personal and putting people's uh, you know addresses and stuff online, which is just not on. Um, but yeah. Andrew Dallas um, and Co. If they're continuing, <laughs> if they're Andrew Dallas, isn't it? Yeah, aye, there's me saying not getting personal, but there's an but that's the example. You know, um, he's not been performing well. He should be taken away from the limelight a bit. Go go to like um, League Two or Juniors, etc., and work his way back up. Oh no, I don't it. think I don't 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 have him back in the juniors. I don't think so. We were glad to get him. No, do, do you know what? As well, I think the difficult thing comes down to as well rules, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know all the rules. The managers don't know all the rules. The players don't know all the rules. I don't even think the referees know all the rules. Yeah, I don't think the governing governing bodies even know all the rules. That's why it takes about three days for a for a meeting after a uh, mm-hmm. if someone challenges a decision. Yeah. It must be like it must all be in paper as opposed to like just going on the internet and doing control F to find out the rule. Because mm-hmm. I think there's too much confusion with the rules. Yeah, it I used mean, to be. I think it was a lot clearer in terms of. I mean, offside. I think offside's maybe got back to being a wee bit clearer now, but even then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they brought that one at the start of the season. The um, you know. It's got violent conduct can only be deemed by excessive force and brutality and endangering opponent safety, which is um, what Morelos got off with at the start of the season because it didn't breach both those rules, which that's another joke. Um, it's just getting a bit. That's that's why to mention the Celtic game because I think if 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 all Morelos' red cards have been not rescinded and if he'd get sent off in that game, Morelos would probably miss the rest of the season. I think. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the disciplinary panel. They tend they tend to add an extra game for appeals because I'm sure Devlin got two ban um, two game yeah. ban for his uh, red card against Kilmarnock and there's there was um, there was another one recently that appealed it didn't it didn't wash. Uh, Chris Boyd, that was it. He get uh, an extra game for his appeal. Um, so that's the risky run. Aberdeen have also chosen not to go down that road with McKenna in case he misses an extra game, whereas the uh, Rangers are also gambling on this and Manila's being available for Saturday, but I don't blame him for yeah. trying it. See the thing that worry, see the thing I think about as well, being they're not very good at these decisions making anyway, right? But it's Friday. If they're doing an appeals process on a Friday, now everyone knows if you want Monday to Friday mm-hmm. um, and you're probably in a good position, you're going out after work and you're getting bladdered on a Friday. They're probably sitting there tomorrow with like bottles of wine and all that and all the best booze making decisions. <laughs> yeah, liquid lunch and all that. <laughs> I don't. I just don't trust them to make decisions. No, that, that's the thing, and I don't. I don't think many people do. No, and this is uh, you know the problem with the, the SFA has been for years. It's a it's a organisation that's been needing modernised this members organisation is just it's completely and utterly outdated it needs fresh voices on there um, it needs a better review panel um, it's just yeah, I don't know one person out with the careful what you wish for though yeah. how do you mean? 
Be careful what you ask for, because they've been not asked, like, at one point it was the last for, like, non-football folk, and then we get Doncaster and Regan. But I think that's the problem, is that there's too many um, executives, too many non-football people, or people that are on there that are have got their club hats on. Um, I think it needs a Aye, it well, needs the club hat's a, a big thing. Yeah, it needs, a, it needs a mix. To me, I mean, there shouldn't be anyone on the board, on the SFA board, or SPFL board for that matter, who is affiliated with a club. So, like, for example, um, Dempster, you know, Dave, Dave, Dave King, Leanne Dempster, um, Stuart Milne, if, if they're to go for a job at the SPFL or SFA, they should not be affiliated with Aberdeen and Hibs and Rangers and all the rest of it. I think they should just be totally independent, but we're probably never going to see that, so we'll just... Yeah. Um, there's too much self-interest. Um, Do you know what I wonder? Like, see, we, we spoke at... Monday we touched on the fact, like, I, you could be having this conversation probably at any country in the world in terms of referees with football fans. Do you think, like, tennis, for example, right? Do you think you get folk that are like, well, oh, that referee was awful. That umpire was awful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they've really got more technology they've got more technology in place mm-hmm. cricket a lot of technology in place rugby a lot of technology in place yeah but do you think rugby fan I suppose they probably do maybe rugby's the closest one you could probably talk yeah. about because it's more that kind of physical contact and different mm-hmm. things like that but we, we touched on the fact that referees actually explain their decisions yeah I think that's part of the problem is there's not enough communication on the pitch. It's too much of the referee, um, I'm the boss, um, I rule the roost. There's not enough conversation happens. As you see in rugby, it's, they're all mic'd up. But we've got to remember as well that there's two completely different sports that attract different um, kinds of people. Um, and I'm not meaning that derogatory, but it is a different um, class of people that tend to watch football matches. There's almost too much passion involved, whereas in rugby it is a wee bit more controlled um, it's saying that I like my rugby. Um, I like watching rugby for time to time. And yeah, I do as good well. Who's it Scotland I've got this weekend again? Is Ireland. It, um, Ireland, yeah. Aye, off the back of the loss against England. Mm. Right, Scotland had a good win against Italy. Yeah, it's a busy so, weekend in Edinburgh this weekend because you've got Hampshire Race Rovers in the Cup on Saturday, you've got the rugby and you've got uh, Hearts Knocking like on Sunday. So, yeah, yeah. Edinburgh's going to be very busy. I was wondering if they were going to move the Hibs game to earlier on the day. Um, so it didn't collide too much for rugby because when does rugby kick off is it after uh, I don't know I know last Saturday it was quarter past two because when I was going to do it for the Hibs game uh, I was I was trying to time it so that we avoided the rugby crowds on the train mm-hmm. for just so we could get a seat more so than anything else Yeah. so I don't know if it's the same I don't know if it's the same time kick off or if it's an evening kick off or what mm-hmm. I suppose for Hibs though it's Hibs, a quarter past two Hibs, Hibs aren't in the the city they are a wee bit out of the city mm-hmm. so that's probably that factor whereas I think if you have the rugby and you have hearts roughly at the same time that's a bit more a problem because they're right beside yeah. each other ah, fair enough yeah but, um, I mean that Hibs Wraith Rovers game could be interesting given that um, Hibs haven't been particularly good recently in the league um, but Wraith Rovers yep. um, I think if it wasn't at Easter Road um, I'd have fancy no defensive Wraith Rovers but then Wraith Rovers did beat Hibs at this stage Five years ago, um, although it was Hibs under Terry Butcher who imploded into relegation, um, but it just shows that you never know what can happen. Um, I think there'll be a shock in this round. I think there will be a shock. I don't know where, but I think there will be a shock. Yeah, right now looking at fixtures, 
I'm not sure where it's coming from. Um, I mean, I know Chris said Dundee United beating St Mirren, um, because Dundee United is technically the low division team, but that wouldn't really be seen as a shock as such. Possibly Fife against Partick, because um, that happened you in talk- the Challenge Cup, but... You and Chris talked yourself out of that. Well, I said yeah. that could be a shock. You are both no. It's this one. I still don't think. No. Yeah, I still think no um, at the moment. But I'd like to see Spife prove me wrong in that one because um, you like to see a shock as long as it's not at Petodre. No, not like, no, definitely not at Petodre. Like, yeah, like I said on Monday, and I'm watching the game with um, a Queen of South fan on Sunday. So um, yeah, that'll be. Let's hope he's not talking to you after the game. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't matter the result we'll still be talking because that's what football's all about. For ninety minutes we'll you know, wind each other up, but um win, lose or draw, nah, it's more important that you stay friends. Cause it is only stay friends, but I see myself sometimes not talking to, to a mate for maybe about three days because of my football result. You're just grumpy though. I'm no grumpy, I'm the most positive <laughs> football fan there is. You know, if it was my way, I would have the most in this podcast, we've had, we've won eight leagues in a row. <laughs> the predictor was going, so yeah. I haven't there. Thirty-eight wins at thirty-eight. <laughs> I know quite. I sometimes would harvest the jaw, but uh, yeah. Maybe I've just got a different looking life to what I had 10, 20 years, ten, fifteen years ago. So uh, I'm the older one. I'm the older one. Out of the two of us. I think I get more. I think I get even more optimistic as I get older. <laughs> when, I was, when I was younger, probably I was more. Oh, we're not oh, talking. Win this. Yeah, we're not talking about optimism here. We're talking about you know being able to ha- have a conversation, not have been a total bad mood after a defeat. Um, Aye, but, but it's, more, it's probably it's usually to be fair, it's usually Rangers fans because two of us like <laughs> in the build up, we'll just hammer and we'll, be ha- we'll, we'll just be like teenagers or pelters. Mm-hmm. I've started to try and be a bit more silent in the build up to games now. I'll wait till the actual game was out. Are you kidding? And then you even last, even to that, even last night. Was that? <laughs> Listen back to Monday's po- podcast. I, no. said, I said straight away, the more that you were talking this up um, about Wednesday, if we get beat on Wednesday night, I'm holding you responsible. Well, I didn't <laughs> pick the team. I wasn't <laughs> on the pitch. Um, but even last night, no, I, I, uh, what Aldo and me were having a bit of banter about because he was like, oh, I just wait till we leapfrog in, in the table and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we went behind. And I said, oh, I just kept quiet. And then obviously Kelly went behind and I was like, oh, we'll see, you know that. And there was a wee bit of banner between. So we're still up, we're still ahead in the league trust. Goal difference. Um, so the results actually worked all right for our last night with mm-hmm. Kelly drawing and Hearts drawing. Yeah. It's all and a bit of banner. So bad for that, but I, I don't see that. Third's only all right for me if we're in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, aye. That for me is the. That's been the whole game for a while. <laughs> so if we win the if we win the Scottish Cup, who knows how many folk there'll be in Aberdeen for parade because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be taking a good few days off my work. Yeah, aye. So bank uh, holiday weekend as well. Day. I think Scottish Cup. I think Scottish Cup finals on bank holiday weekend this year. Um. So yeah, hopefully that'll be one to remember, but. We need to, let's get past Queen of South first because we've been yes. at this hurdle before. That was probably aye, the most aye. angry I've been during the game was the, that Queen of South game because you know that was probably the the one that got away from us um, in terms of winning the Scottish Cup. We'd beaten Celtic at Parkhead the round before um, and we're 
coming up against the Rangers side in the final, um, who, you know, Rangers at that point were totally dead and on their knees, and we proved that when we beat them in the, the last league game of the season. Um, I think, had we beat Queen of South, we would have went on to win the cup. But the problem was, we underestimated Queen of South. Jimmy Caldwell admitted that after the game, he didn't see that coming. Well, that shows how much I underestimated them, because I saw that coming the minute we beat Celtic. I just had a bad feeling, and uh, yeah, it was a not a good day. But my mate Paul, who I'm watching the game with, he got married that year, and that year Queen of South won the cup, so... Um, win that semi-final although to them it was as good as winning the cup to be fair because they got the first ever Scottish Cup final mm. but we'll not say anymore hopefully hopefully he's greeting in sa- Sunday see I've bought what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 right see uh, just out of interest I look at Bet365 in terms of the odds for outright in terms of winning the cup so Celtic at 11 to 10 Rangers 4 to 1 Aberdeen 9-1 now. So obviously 16 teams, it's the last 16. 15, there's 15 teams quoted by a price, and then it says others on request. Now the only other on request is obviously Talbot. I'd seen earlier on in the, the week, they were 2,500-1. The, the wife, she bets probably more than me, I shouldn't say that. Uh, if you're, But, yeah. I just need to wait and see. Um, Hopefully it'll be eight good ties, but I couldn't care less um, about the rest as I'll repeat what I said Monday, as long as Aberdeen win their tie. That's all that matters this weekend to me. Um, but no. to fans of Thanks, for, pub, listening to Aberdeen, thanks <laughs> for listening to the Aberdeen Football Forums podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've tried to be um, as unbiased as we could. Um, it was going to be difficult, but hopefully you appreciate that we were honest and um, yeah hopefully tune in next week and we'll hopefully there'll be someone else on that doesn't support Aberdeen hopefully have Chris or Aldor both of them back aye because it's a league it's a yeah. league fixture and we're an extra time now we're, we're, we're in the time I think I think we're really in just time now that's a lot so, for the t- for two people uh, we, we can talk that's one thing we can both talk yeah for sure exactly <laughs> so aye right. cheers everyone Just bite.